0: So, um, today's episode, I'm really excited because I've got a really, really special, 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 special uncle in here. Um, I've known Uncle Philip for just over two years. And this, I feel like this should have been the first episode, you know, but I've been chasing Uncle Philip for so long. And this <laughs> man has... List, list, <laughs> people say I'm busy, but Uncle Philip is, like, non-existent, basically. So, we go to the same church, and Uncle Philip is like basically the one who's been pushing me every Sunday to start this podcast he's the one that like pushes me like whenever I'm like yeah I'm not doing it he's like okay so can you just hurry up so please ladies and gentlemen a virtual welcome to Uncle Philip so please tell us a bit about yourself and three interesting fun facts about yourself and then we'll delve into today's topic
1: Whoa! For a moment, I was wondering who you were talking about. So, oh, I, I, yeah. I think we need to call. We need to call that a good Philip. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, for us, for us people from Ghana, we tend to have quite a, a few names aside the names that people know. So, I was kind of wondering—is this somebody, one of my uncles or my cousins? Yeah. But thank you very much for having me on on your podcast. And um, likewise, you've been an inspiration because when I I love to engage young people. And whenever we have our interactions, there are things that you also say that sort of um, challenges me. And I think, yeah, that's something that I need to consider or I've, I may not have to So, yes, like they say, iron sharpness, iron. So it's been good. Yeah. So like you already said, my name is Philip Osevery. Um Everybody knows me as Philip. Uh, I am, uh, what, how do I put it? My background is quite varied. I'm I'm from a communications background. So I'm a marketing, communications, PR uh, sort of person. Um, I'm a a lover of Jesus Christ. So that's why we bumped into each other in the church environment. And I think uh, I've been in the marketing, media marketing space for over 20 years. And I think uh, one of the areas that I specialize in, actually, apart from uh, digital marketing, is also systems. system development uh, and infrastructure so at some point in my career being part of freedom center international i just saw the need for the church to sort of up itself and become more professional with what it does so then um not, not many years ago just only 20 years ago i joined fci to assist you know to build the church in line with what i think god god has given the vision god has given the the lead faster and also to bring on board my expertise and I think also to use my passion for helping young people as well to bring on board into the chair to work for the young people in the church and that, that's been that but yeah but I run my own agency um, here in the UK which is Eagle London agency um, we have been also going since 2004 uh, we have um, offices in Ghana in in the, yeah, in the UK in um in India, uh, with a small office in New York. And obviously what we do is that we, we, we help project the importance of diversity and inclusion in communications. And I think in 2004, when we set ourselves up to set up an agency, it was on the back of not seeing a lot of um, campaigns out there that, spoke to people like myself so i we found ourselves having to buy other people's brand if i can use that word so i think that's where we got on the scene to sort of add our voice to let uh, the brand owners know that there is a a bigger market out there as outside the the normal ones that they are all used to and also there was a growing market in the developing market um, economies which is africa which were looking to consume their products so uh, we thought that there was a uh, that was a good time to pay attention to such um, uh, communities and also I think for us the key thing was also to encourage and empower young the younger generation to be equipped to, to get into the uh, creative industry so that's one of the reasons that why we set ourselves up and thankfully we've expanded and grown over the years and done quite a number of exciting projects but that's not why we're here today we're not here to talk about it's
0: about you it's about you but,
1: but yeah but that's, that's 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 what that's what we've been we've been involved in our, our tech projects have been used all across the world uh, i mean in asia in the us in africa in, in europe and we keep growing from the, um, one territory to the other and i think yeah for, for me, all this that we're doing is just to give an example to our generation, our uh, young people from my background, Black ethnic minority groups, to be able to see that, yes, it's hard, mm-hmm. and sometimes even possible, but with, with yourself being focused and um, staying in tune with what you believe in, mm-hmm. you'll eventually get there. I mean, we're not there yet, but I would say that we are in control of what we do, mm-hmm. so that's that's where I I God out. said we're really excited about that.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. So, in three fun facts about yourself. Whew. Okay. Fun, fun facts about myself. Three facts. Because the fun. Oh,
1: fact, oh gosh, gosh, gosh. Well, I mean, it, 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 I I like people, and I think that's something that uh, I love to. I love to engage people. I love to engage in conversation. I love traveling. I love traveling. I, you know, I would give up anything just to be out there and, uh, um, you know when i'm not in the air for little like a month or two i kind of feel a bit oh,
0: so you're, you're you're struggling right now
1: <laughs> you're you're struggling exactly so I'm, I'm really i'm really having a itchy feet at the moment mm. to get somewhere but yes i love traveling i love traveling and um and i also god fear and i love god yes i really into the things of God so and I think that's where I get my inspiration from so for me it's fun it's exciting and I, as well it, it gives me deeper insights as to the things that I need to do so yeah
0: interesting okay so today we're going to speak about I mean you, you mentioned traveling so I think it's a bit obvious that we're going to speak about today but today we're oh going my to talk about um, holidays and leisure activities mm. um, right. particularly in our community so I think Um, my first experience, before we even delve in, my first experience when I was in um, sixth form. So I studied in Loughton for sixth form. And I remember when Mm -hmm. we were 16 or 17 in year 12, I overheard, um, there were only eight black girls in our year and seven Mm -hmm. black girls in our year. So 15 black people in about a year group of about 170. So the rest of them were, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in secondary school, I never thought about going anywhere else apart from Ghana. <laughs> i mean or america going to where my family yeah. members were type of thing yeah, yeah. Um, i mean i wanted to visit places but i never really thought i'd actually do it and then in davenant um in sixth form the girls are like oh yeah we're going to malia we're gonna go to Ibiza." and i was mm. just like mm. at the age of like 17 18 who you go with is your mom gonna with, like, come with you how is that going to work yeah. But that leads me to, um, you know, what we're gonna speak about today and the importance mm. of traveling and, and striving yes. and dreaming to travel. So mm. mm. with that, what did family look like for you when you were growing up? What did family look like um, to you?
1: Right, right, yeah, I, I mean, um, I grew up in Ghana. Uh, and I would say that I grew up in a traditional family, uh, you need mom, dad, with uh, siblings, you know, yeah, I'm the last of six, Mm. So there were a lot of them out there, people to fight with, people to take mm-hmm. challenge from and all that sort of stuff. But yes, um, I think I grew up from, uh, in, a, in a professional family, mm. which was a bit of a disadvantage because uh, my, my parents were quite um, very much involved mm. in what was going on in the Ghanaian setting. My father was a judge. My mother was an architect. Mm. So coming from such a professional background, and obviously with, with the position of my dad, uh, security was always... Paramount, which meant that we were very restricted as to the things that we could do on our own because of the settings at the time when we were growing up in Ghana. But I would say that uh, my parents believed in the wider family network. So for us, family was the large family, which is very typical of of the Ghanaian setup. But yes, a large family. All my parents' siblings were all also very professionals, you know, and things like that. So we had big gatherings, you know, and Holiday, we're looking forward to going to our um, aunties and uncles who then will plan something exciting, you know, going forward for them. So I think we were brought up to really celebrate one another mm-hmm. and to love our environment and our community and the country that we were, were, were being brought up in. So I would say that that was the typical family. But yes, the traditional uh typical african family upbringing of the discipline you can't sit here you can't do that that was the normal thing of the day mm-hmm. but yes we were still opened up to sort of be able to be expressive with our opinions and also the direction in terms of what we want to do in life and things like that but yes not forgetting that you knew where you, stay. you stayed within your your roommates mm-hmm. i think that's yeah. what i'm
0: saying yeah. <laughs> yeah okay yeah. And um, so I take it, so did you grow up in Accra, or where did you grow up? Where, what city did you grow
1: up in? it, it It's interesting because uh, because my father was a judge, mm. and my mother, well, we were traveling all over the place as a judge, okay, so we you it from one city to the other. So, so yes, yeah, yeah. so I think, I think that that really added to my uh, obsession with travel, because mm. um, as he was going up his uh, career in the, uh, as a judge, move from one region to the other and they they get transferred every four or five years so which meant that at four five years of every stage in my life there was a transition to another region which was initially i looked at it with i looked back at it with such a Bitter memories because I felt like I didn't have consistent friends, I didn't have any relationships. And just as when you felt you were picking up and getting to know somebody, you're moved on to another territory and you're having to start all over again. So, yes, that, that, that was what I did. My, and like I mentioned earlier, I was there, I'm the last of six siblings, So which meant that I suffered the most because the rest of my siblings in the Ghana set up. You have the boarding school structure, so they would have moved on to boarding school and had some sort of a stable environment from from one to five or after six, or whatever it is. But in my case, I kind of was tagging along with them wherever they went. You know, to a point where I actually ended up going to day school because of security reasons and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah, they didn't find it safe for me to be in a boarding school environment and all that. So, yeah, but yeah, so that's that. That's probably where the seed for my passion for traveling. What was sold? Oh,
0: oh. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you, as a family, whenever you got the chance, um, go on any international holidays when you were growing up?
1: You know the the, the funny thing, and I, I was kind of reflecting on it as we um, having this conversation. That it's interesting that my parents grew up, uh, lived in the UK, educated themselves in the UK for many years. And all that sort of stuff. We kind of were here at a younger age, but um, on returning to Ghana, there was never any mention of traveling abroad, oh. and there was always the emphasis on celebrating what was within Ghana, which I found quite interesting and unique. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so for us, we were always looking forward to exploring some part of Ghana that we didn't know, mm. and some kind. Of, that we didn't know. And I think that's what we were always sort of encouraged to do. So family gatherings would have been either going up to uh, Takaradi to explore Takradi, going to the beach, spending time on the beach, going to Almina, Almina Castle, staying at Elmina Motel, yeah. you know, or going to Massey, you know. And that's what I would say that um, we saw as exploring. And I think, at, on hindsight, I think my parents did that intentionally
0: good it was a it's a good move yeah.
1: the rich culture that we have locally yeah like,
0: yeah yeah, yeah that, that, that that was it yeah it's very interesting yeah. you say that because i'm just thinking of um even mm-hmm. people that live here in the uk um mm-hmm. and I, there's always this saying about um locals sorry tourists knowing a city better than yeah. the locals knowing the city or whatever it is yeah. and there are certain places that, I mean, I think I know about certain places in the UK because of my dad. So yeah. my dad has seen, mm-hmm. my dad knows every city, every corner in the world. He hasn't been to any. <laughs> yeah. Geography is yeah. my dad's, like, that's my dad's middle name. He's, right. he's an intellectual when it right. comes to geography and stuff like that. So he knows where everything mm-hmm. is. And um, yeah. when I used to travel for one of my previous roles, I used to um do i used to travel a lot around the country and it's just like seeing all yeah. these places that don't happen to come on tv or you probably see right. it or spots when you hear when you hear the weather and you're like what is this, mm. what is this place what is that all about yeah. and then you see and yeah. you see how beautiful it is it's so calm and serene but there's um, yeah. just you know it doesn't have to be traveling like on a plane you mm. could there's so much to see in england now that's
1: I, and i think that's that's where yeah they, they really emphasize on that yeah. and they, they they always said to us growing up that you have your whole life ahead of you yes. to explore wherever you want to explore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, in your formative years, it's important that you get to appreciate what you have. Mm-hmm. And I now, even as we're having this conversation, I always remember him saying to me that you would appreciate this when you're older. And I didn't understand why he used to say that. I mean, not that we were demanding that he should take us um, somewhere out of the country, but we sometimes can't kind of say, oh, can't can we even just maybe go to a neighboring country? And they say, no, you appreciate that because you have so many years ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And you'll be on your own to make your own decision as to where you want to travel. Mm-hmm. So I think these formative years, the focus is on to get you to appreciate where you're coming from, mm-hmm. the cultures that you're, you're, you're born into, and to believe yourself. And I think looking at what is happening around the world today with all this... Um, conversation about inequalities and things like that i think that's one of the things that has really made me strong mm-hmm. because i know and believe where i come from and i have experienced it and i'm confident about who i am and because of that i'm not pushed by anybody else's opinion or what they think of where i come from whatever it is you know mm-hmm. yeah that's that's, that's it yeah
0: Good, that's good. Okay, so fast forward to your independence. Um yeah. <laughs> you've now got enough money to do whatever you're deciding I'm not listening I'm not stopping at um, <laughs> the border of I don't know the border <laughs> between Ivory Coast and Ghana. No, I'm yeah. going out. I'm going. Yeah. Where was yeah. the first place you went to? if it wasn't England, what was the first place that you went to? Because England I feel like you um, I, I I would say I would say
1: I uh, would right. Um with, with with independence, I still kind of took baby steps. So yes, even uh, coming to England to study and all that, I also made sure I explored. So I wasn't really just uh, staying in London. And I was uh, probably, contrary to your surprise, I was quite surprised when I was speaking to uh, my colleagues at university, uh, fellow Africans or whatever, who had been born and bred in London, mm. and telling me they hadn't even been to Birmingham or... Luton. I'm thinking. Hang oh, on a second. I, mean, yes, I just realised that there were a lot of people that have been uh, born and bred in in London who haven't actually travelled outside. No. Yeah, and I was, I was I was quite I was quite surprised because I thought to myself, mm. growing up in Ghana, I knew everywhere. And mm-hmm. coming to the UK, I've also gone around everywhere. And I'm mm-hmm. speaking to people that was I'm, I'm hoping they were good as directing us to things I could do, mm-hmm. and they some haven't even moved from Edmonton to um, uh, <laughs> <Yeah. even cross. laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it was it was for me it was a culture shock but then over the years i i kind of understood where these uh, issues were coming from and i think it's also been one of my drive to sort of encourage people to really open themselves up and explore outside their yeah, um, normal environments so, yeah mm-hmm. that's that's it so yes after after I wouldn't say conquering um, the uk but after kind of familiarize myself with the UK i then also branch out into Europe mm. you know because I, I, I always had this mind that traveling is not about money. Mm-hmm. Traveling is about you wanting to uh, broaden your horizon and also enlighten yourself. So I see traveling more as an educational thing and probably because of my background as somebody who's into communication, somebody who's into PR marketing I need to travel to be able to understand the audience that I'm hoping to reach. Mm -hmm. So I think that probably had always been my underlining thing. I need to interact with different cultures so I understand their motivations and what influences their activities and all that sort of stuff. So it's it's been um, that, so yes, Europe was um, one area that I kind of uh, thought to uh, explore. Italy, France, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, explore various parts of Europe basically that's 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 that's, that's how I looked at it yeah
0: so I mean so one could argue and say you know you had you, you know you came from an affluent family it was all fancy you had you know working parents although <laughs> they didn't take you overseas they were yeah. very much educating you about the you know yeah. about Ghana and yeah. all the other parts of Ghana mm-hmm. um, apart from where you yeah. live um yeah. if go to like the other people that you met when you came into mm. London that had not ventured out yeah. What do you think was hindering them from actually exploring? What do you, what do you think was stopping them?
1: Uh, I, think, I, I think, yes, well, obviously, when you look at us, the migrant community, mm-hmm. you know, so we look at those that moved from um, out outside the UK, came and settled and had um, children, raised their children here in, in the UK. Um, it's it's a, a bit of a challenge in the sense that you can't blame the parents on one hand because they're doing the best they can Mm -hmm. to ensure they uh, make things right for the children they're bringing in in this community. But Mm -hmm. a lot of them really didn't come in to settle. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them came in either to study and go back or came over to the UK out of something that had happened beyond their control. So it could have been political reasons, Mm -hmm. economic reasons. So, so you actually had people who were living two wells mm. And I kind of um, felt it for the, the, the children that were born out of that generation that they were having to be the third world, if I can use that word, because there was the parents trying to look after their interest in wherever they're coming from, trying to survive in the country where they're in. And then the third thing is, trying to look after the children who have come up as a result of their being in this location. So they were having to juggle with so many things at the same time, which I really celebrates them for even how far they've been able to bring. I mean, looking at people like yourself, doing so well in, in, in our community, being a shining light. It's a great thing, you understand? But we know that our parents didn't have it easy. Mm-hmm. So where, where I sort of, uh, was saying to them was, don't look at blaming your parents for anything especially i'm talking about the people i met at university because at university you're you're, you're your own self mm-hmm. you understand and you know you what we say in africa you're left you're right mm-hmm. so i was saying that let's now close that chapter and then i'll look at you as a person mm-hmm. you understand and then ask yourself that how do i broaden my horizon how do i get you understand and i'm sure there are other examples around that you could, you can could, you could learn from so i think that is where i because i didn't want to really engage myself in the conversation of laying blame, blame. Mm-hmm. especially knowing how difficult it is to bring up yep. uh, children in, the, in, this, in, this, in this environment, especially as a migrant, you know, having to juggle yourself to even understand the educational setup, having to, to look for three, four, five jobs to yes. keep food on the table, <laughs> you mm-hmm. understand uh, family back home in Africa are also demanding because they think you are abroad and you are in a better state. So it's a juggle between should I send the money to Kofi Mensah who's in the farm or give that money to my child to go on on a school trip to france then also there was also issue of immigration status so sometimes traveling wasn't discussed because it was an environment or what was not (laughs) conducive. yes exactly so you wouldn't even so that in the child's mind for them to start thinking my friend joe blocks is going to paris for summer holidays, can I go with that person? And then parents don't know how to tell the children. you don't even have a passport to travel. So there are all these little undertones that I, would, I, I observed. So I had to be very cautious. Yes, you would say that I've come from a privileged background, but I would say that anybody who comes from their country of origin into an environment like this, is come from a privileged background, mm. whether they like it or not. because mm. they come from an environment where they're never looked at differently. They are not, um, uh, prejudice in any way, they mm-hmm. they have the right to speak out their mind and feel free to express themselves. And then they come into an environment where you have to, you feel like you need permission to express yourself. Yes. Yeah, so, so mm-hmm. considering these two environments, yes, definitely, I was coming from a privileged environment because I have two worlds to look at mm-hmm. and make my decision from. So I think, yeah, that's 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 what I saw. But yeah, I encourage them that let's not lay blame at our past and let's look at ourselves and understand the importance of broadening our horizon. And I also encourage them to start off by moving from Enfield to Croydon. I don't think you should, your, your first priority is jumping on the plane. A plane if you, exactly. can't, mm-hmm. like, you can't break that barrier of moving just from Tottenham to, uh, to Surrey, then, you know, yeah. there, there's no point. Or even leaving London, going to Birmingham or Luton or, you know, Edinburgh, wherever, you know, then, then there's an issue. So that's, that's where I was constantly... You know, um, having conversation, then they, you know, obviously you can imagine the backlash. Oh, you don't understand. You Africans don't understand anything, no, and all that stuff. But yeah, at doing every summer, I was going out and coming back and giving them my experience, so, yeah, yeah.
0: I I like the point you made about starting from home, because I think there's some sort of, some element of fear, so, because we can't get on a plane, now we can't go anywhere, like, go to work, come home, go to school, come home, don't do anything, don't go anywhere, and it's such a shame, because, I mean, call me ignorant, but last I checked, you don't need a Mm -hmm. passport to go to to Hull, you don't need a passport to go to Leeds, from London. You know, yeah. um, I think there's just that fear, which is, I guess, yeah. something that can be discussed in another. Um, yes, another yeah,
1: podcast. yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know,
0: it's, it's really unfortunate. <laughs> it's really unfortunate that it's it's, it's hindering people to dream yeah. and aspire yeah. to yeah. do more than they want to. Yeah. Okay, that so next question. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so this one, I think this one really answered this one about um, the mm-hmm. perception of travel. And I think because you've seen so much of Ghana when you were younger, I guess that yeah. made you wonder, okay, so I've, I've, I've finished this whole country all the time there are more, ten, more yeah. than ten regions now aren't they but yeah. I've yeah. Seen all these now i'm ready to see the rest of the world okay mm-hmm. so um mm-hmm. do you ever um get frightened or turn off when you hear stories about young people traveling and end up in, um, in situations like drug trafficking and stuff like that do you ever get worried as you know oh like- yes
1: oh yes yeah 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 i mean yeah obviously when i was a student in university these were some of my concerns, you know, especially venturing out of my comfort zone, going into territories that I didn't know anybody, you know. But I, I look back and say that my upbringing helped me because, like I said earlier, I was brought up in a very strict environment because of the, the work that my parents did. So security was always something that was uh, a priority wherever we went you know and we were constantly reminded never take anybody's carry anybody's bag don't leave your drinks or food unattended you know don't expose flashy stuff when you are out in a place where you don't know you know uh, people always have conversation with strangers in open areas where there are other people you know things like so i think these were um points that always resonate whenever i'm out and abroad but yes i understand that sometimes the, the, these issues come up because it's like a child that's not been let out mm-hmm. all their lives once they let out they just go wild and want to exploit and exploit sometimes they forget their ba- boundaries so that's I, I would take it from them i think it's it's something that i would encourage parents to let their uh, young, young children know that it's good to travel, just as we say to our children when they are going out to school and wherever it is, how to keep safe, protect themselves, they, they must always have in mind that we are in a world that is unfortunate, is not safe. Mm-hmm. So wherever we go, we, we shouldn't walk in fear, mm-hmm. but we just must be cautious in whatever we do. And I think that's, that's what So yes, I hear stories that, I'm like, "Oh my goodness, ah, that, that, that's not good, but mm. I, it doesn't deter me. Mm. because I, I know that when, when I'm out there I'm careful you, you know. know
0: how to, exactly I think exactly. I think that's a character thing as well and um, yeah. how you've been brought up but I think maybe yeah. someone will listen and be like okay being ignorant but I'm just like yeah. why you would take a package on someone else's behalf that you exactly yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah yeah I don't
1: yeah. understand yeah. 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 That's, that, that, that's the thing yeah you know why, why would you carry somebody's uh, package So because it makes it difficult and at the airport when you're checking in the the check-in assistant will ask you, do you you have anybody's goods? You say no. Are uh, you carrying somebody at some and you say no? And then you get to the other end And so somebody gives some nobody's going to believe you on that. <laughs> so I, I think yeah that's I, I would say that young people should rather have fun, enjoy yourself, but let us be
0: careful okay. and be, be cautious. <laughs> so, so yeah. <laughs> okay. So what do you what do you what do you think are um what what points, like some key points, what do you think are the um What's the importance of seeing other parts of the world, be it in your city, in your country? What do you think is the essence of traveling?
1: Very, very important. To me, I think that traveling must be number one on every young person's um, list of to-dos.
0: Because
1: one, it's just like if you're in your own environment and you don't venture outside, how do you get to know what the other side looks like? And if you don't know what the other side looks like, what then you aspire to become.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I I have this little banter that I'd say that you cannot be what you haven't seen. Mm. So you can only aspire to something that you have seen or imagined. So if I've never seen an airplane, I, I would not say that, or if I've not seen a bird, I wouldn't even think about flying. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's the the concept of seeing a bird in the sky that makes you think, oh, why can't I fly like a bird? You mm-hmm. understand? So to me, that's what travel is all about. Traveling is about, open yourself up to understand other cultures, how other people do things, and general, well, the, the, the fun part is there, yes, we, you go and have fun, and but I don't think that the priority is fun as compared to enlightening yourself, mm. you and, and getting to engage with other people and widening your network. I think widening your network is also very important. We're talking about racial inequalities and all that sort of stuff. A lot of some of these people that uh, propagate this uh, inequality and racism, all haven't ventured outside the, the their environment. So, they, to them, they, they see you as invading into their space rather than celebrating and think, oh my God, these guys come from this territory. I really had a great time when I was in Ghana, I was in Nigeria, whatever it is. But rather, they, why are they coming here? You know? So, this is where my, 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 my thoughts are. I think traveling is key for every young person to really make sure that they take time. And like I said, traveling doesn't mean outside the UK, mm. starting out from traveling within the United oh. Kingdom. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I say that, especially to um, people from my community, the, the, the black community, that you need to travel outside to experience even how the English people live, how they the English culture, you know, what I'm saying? because if you're going to go out there and work in a multicultural society, community like in the UK, you need to understand the culture of the other people as well. So it's not about us wanting them to understand us; it's about us understanding their culture. And unfortunately, growing up in Tottenham, going to school in Tottenham, going to church in Tottenham, having all your network in Tottenham doesn't open you up to have understanding of the British culture. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's why that, mm-hmm. that's why I think taking that step out and going and exploring. What the UK has to offer in terms of culture, in terms of the people, in terms of fashion, whatever, you know, goes a long way to even build your self-confidence.
0: Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that. Stepping out to explore and learning and educating yourself about how other people do things, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Converse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure when you went to university outside London, you in a way, had a bit of a culture shock. But you thought you
0: had seen it all. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so even university. <laughs> sixth form, listen. At right. my, my yeah. secondary school, I could walk to my secondary school <laughs> about a 15, 20-minute walk. Yeah. And to sixth form, I was travelling nearly an hour from my right. house every morning. Right. So from Walthamstow to Loughton. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. very, very yeah. different. Very different. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. reminded yeah. of the colour of your skin when you go to Loughton. That's it, yeah
1: yeah yeah it's all part of it's all part of the story because without a story you can't be shaped exactly and this whole experience has actually added some confidence to yourselves made you more to know who you are and it's also giving a strong story for which to even uh, empower other younger people to Mm. to to look up to so i think yeah it's it's all part of it yeah Mm. Yeah. okay oh
0: there we go Mm. sorry okay so um, the next question is, um, how do you feel about young people taking a gap year um, to go and travel? Because I think there's this guardian perception of, um, I don't know if about other countries, but there's this guardian perception of if the child goes, um, takes a gap year, that means they're never going to go back to school. They're, they're, that's like, it, yeah. um, they're <laughs> to the rest of the world and they're going to realise that. Oh, <laughs> God, what's, what's happening here? What am I doing all this? So what, what, what are your thoughts on yeah. that?
1: You know what, it, it, it's interesting you're saying that because I have two, two to, uh, thoughts on that. One, it's very important for every um, young person, especially from the black community, to take a gap year. Mm. Secondly, they need to take a gap year and go back to wherever they're coming from. So it be in the Caribbean or to Africa. Mm. I think it's extremely important that every young person takes that gap year to go there. The reason why I say this is that going back into an environment like the Caribbean or to Africa to work in there, I, I, would, I wouldn't even say uh, gap here for holiday, but go in there and volunteer. Do something useful. You understand? Don't just go and party and end up on the beach. Yeah, that, that stuff, that can be done. That's fun. You've got to do that. But go in and volunteer because I tell you that once you do that and you come back, you'll never be the same. Mm. One, it gives you uh, purpose, mm-hmm. it allows you to know who you are mm-hmm. because remember, you're going into an environment where nobody looks at you at, the, at by the color of your skin mm-hmm. and nobody is judging you mm-hmm. or whatever. You could be the worst kid in the UK in, in, in the eyes of the system, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. going out there into wherever you come from mm-hmm. to work will turn things around. Because one, you get to appreciate how privileged you are mm-hmm. because obviously where we're coming from, we understand that there are uh, economic and social inequalities, which are something else that we have to talk about. But at least you going in there and even seeing in your little so-called privileged position from wherever you're coming from, how poor background you're coming from, Mm -hmm. you see the way other people are living, you then begin to appreciate that you need to get your acts together Mm -hmm. and you can do better. Because if you go into volunteer, let's say, for example, in Ghana, in my parents' village in Bekwai, mm. where you see a child who has never been abroad, not even left the borders of Bekwai, mm. having an aspiration to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. understand? while this person comes from a home where there is no doctor. There is no... I mean, probably the, the most educated person is the cuckoo farmer that owns a cuckoo mm-hmm. farm. Their, their father probably is a farm laborer. Mm. So for this little child to have an aspiration to become a doctor or whatever it is, then it makes it kind of challenges you to say, Wow, you are come from an environment where you're literally being presented with all these things, and yet you don't have an aspiration as to who you want to become in life. You mm-hmm. understand? And the act of also giving and bringing hope and you know, joy and whatever, laughter into a community that does not have also is quite fulfilling. So, I would say that. I've not. Uh, there are few people that I've observed, even in church, and all that like that took gap years and went and did uh volunteer work in Nigeria and all that. And I've been observing them since they came back. That their whole outlook in life is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, I, I I really encourage that if if they can, we must do whatever it takes mm. to go back to wherever we are coming from mm. to do a gap year and do something. I understand where my generation come from when they say, that oh, don't let them take a gap year. When they take a gap year, they will never go back. to Because yes, the mentality that they are taking gap year to go and sit in Ibiza, in Cancun, <laughs> somewhere, having fun, you know, trekking all over the... So, so, so that's the mindset But there's nothing wrong with that. I don't have an issue with that. But what I'm saying is, you can take a gap year, do three months in Africa, wherever you're coming from, to just, it's more about connecting with yourself. That's yes. what I, I talk about. And then still take a time of, and go and have fun. I don't have an issue with it, but I'm just saying that if you're taking a gap year from uh, from your studies to explore the world, then make sure it's meaningful.
0: Mm. It's, uh,
1: it's not just something that you can come back and then have nothing to write to about. Trip, so, yeah, Yeah. That's,
0: that's,
1: that's, that's, that's. that's what, so, yeah, definitely, I would, I would encourage anybody that is considering that to really take it serious and, and go for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And let's see, we need to start wrapping up now, let's see. Um, what do you think are some of the factors hindering parents from exploring the rest of the world or partaking in leisure activities from our community? Uh, like, like
1: I mentioned earlier, we, we, we need to excuse the parents here because of experience.
0: Mm.
1: Because I have, I have seen professionals who I knew in Ghana growing up and the kind of lifestyle that they lived. And I've seen them here in the UK Different. living lives that sometimes I question whether they've mm-hmm. ever been to school. You know so mm-hmm. I, I would say that the, the conditions for which they migrated into this environment mm-hmm. has kind of taken away their self-worth, purpose, and all that sort of, But we can't hate them for that, yeah. you know mm-hmm. so that. And that's why I'm rather encouraging the next generation not to pick up the bad experience that the parents had and see it as the norm to carry life on us. Yeah. You understand? My, my challenge is that let your parents' experience be the ex- experience, but now that you understand where you are and you understand what is going on around you, make a better decision that will impact yourself and the next generation mm-hmm. so they don't have to because all the time people keep reminding and I always complain about uh, when I was uh, growing up in London I only had one shoe when I was there, I don't want to hear those, those narratives because like those start, narratives
0: the past. came
1: out of they came out of a s- circumstance that was beyond the control of the people that did brought about these situations so we cannot use those examples to then begin to s- show as a yardstick mm. because in Ghana I wasn't wearing one shoe so yes if my parents have come out here because of political reasons or because of economic reasons or whatever reasons they find themselves here and I'm now wearing one shoe that doesn't mean my next generation downwards should will be wearing one shoe <laughs> you understand? every generation must uh, strive to be better than the previous yeah. so we shouldn't look at the negatives of our previous generation and use that as a yardstick Moving on to the next generation, that I don't buy that, so yeah, yeah, that,
0: yeah. good okay. So, um, second to last question, um we're gonna see if we can answer this in 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> is country or somewhere that you're yet to visit that you really want to check out, and why?
1: <sighs> you know because what,
0: I'm... half of your time in the plane.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, you see, thankfully, because of my job, and uh, Carol as well, is a, also loves traveling travel, so I think Carol. And, and my job and my passion together means that we are constantly traveling. I mean we've been we've been to almost every continent in terms of holidays and work, whatever it's but uh, let's see, let's see. I think I think probably yeah, which was place I was planning on going. I think Thailand. Thailand is a place yeah yeah it's it's, it's one one yeah. place that I really looking forward to sadly yeah. we're planning to go there this, this year and obviously with um, the current situation so we've had to put that on hold, but yeah, yeah, Thailand is, yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking about the food, that's why, I,
0: that's why I closed my eyes, because I, I was,
1: like, <laughs> exactly, 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 yeah, oh. yeah, you're right, and, and, and it's true, because whenever I go into any, any new environment,
0: hmm.
1: you see, and that's one of the things I also advise, that when you go into a, a new environment, immerse yourself in that environment, yes. don't go with an English mindset, or like an English person in, um, China or an English person in Accra or an English person in Vandersburg, mm-hmm. whatever. Go in there as a South African, as a Ghanaian, as an mm-hmm. and live the life of the people. I think that's where you appreciate the experience better. Yeah. Other than that, you'll be going into China and still be having fish and chips and mm-hmm. <laughs> English
0: breakfast. And do <laughs> so there me. was. Oh, mercy coupe. Oh, my Lord. I, think <laughs> <there> was- Honestly, <laughs> I hate this so much. Okay. Exactly. Let's so see. In a minute, i Forty seconds. Parting yeah. words for your fellow past generation, and then parting yeah. words for your present generation—the people that have just started having their families—and mm-hmm. then passing word for the future generations, those who haven't really had the chance mm-hmm. to explore, to dream, to aspire. What would you say mm-hmm. to them?
1: Yeah. Well, well. So to, to to the to the past generation, I say I say we, we applaud you all for a great job done for bringing us where we are today. So we definitely applaud you. Um, challenge us the the, the 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 next generation from the past generation mm-hmm. to strive to do more mm-hmm. uh, let us know that the sky is a limit even in the midst of impossibility even in the midst of lack. so let us not allow the the circumstance of lack and restrictions to blind us to make us think that there's no way for for us as the mm-hmm. as the generation and i think as my generation being privileged to even be given opportunity to rise up in Whatever sectors that we are working, yes, it's been hard, it's been difficult, it's been challenging. But we have stayed focused, and we are moving on, and we are getting there. I think we need to strive to do more. Um, the sky is the limit. Nobody can restrict us. Not even our own perceptions about ourselves can restrict us. But reflect that we are coming from an environment where we have great opportunities, and also we have a strong cultural and historical backgrounds that has charted our course to where we are today and i think yes we have to uh, pass on the torch to the next generation and let them know that the world is open to them now they should go for it i mean now doing business you don't have to be in china to do business in china you can literally be in a and and controlling things across the world so sure. i i i would say that to the, the 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 new the young the new generation that's upcoming generation generation z and all the all technology that they give them mm-hmm. you have the world to yourself don't allow the, the news to define you mm-hmm. don't allow organizations to define you don't allow your tutors your education whatever to define you mm-hmm. define yourself by who you see yourself as and you can only define yourself by who you see yourself up, if you know where you're coming from. And that's why I was talking about the gap here. Because if you don't know where you're coming from, then when they tell you that your uh, black people live on trees, you believe it because you've never been there. So I think first, we need to believe in where we come from and celebrate where we come from. So yeah. we can be proud to say that, yes, I'm a Ghanaian, I'm a Nigerian, I'm an African, I'm a Caribbean, from Jamaica, I'm from Barbados, wherever that you're coming from. And, mm-hmm. and stand tall. Yeah, and I think with proud. that confidence, that's the only way. That yeah. will be able to um, stamp out all this talk about racism and whatever it is. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah, so, so oh, you, you, oh, you've done all, you know, the timing, because normally this is our conversation every Sunday, by the way, like we'll talk about something, oh, yeah, so we're just, yeah, this is, this is us, by the way, so we, I should have recorded those- <laughs> yeah,
1: so it's just that we're, we're replaying our conversation, because exactly. we're in lockdown, we can't meet in church,
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly, so if people want to hear more about your organisation, and everything else you're doing, keep up with your travels, where can people find you, yeah. and the organisation keep up with you?
1: uh well so obviously eagle london we kind of uh we, we, you can find us on social media so eagle london agency if you google that eagle london agency and then also you can you can follow me on my linkedin or uh, twitter or facebook so just type p or salary and uh, you 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 find me on there now i'm also doing a lot of work with young people in uh, newham where we, we're based we we're part of um a group of uh, community organizations that set up what we call the Moving On Up Newham mm-hmm. which is uh, a project aimed to empower uh, young black men now the focus is on young black men 16 to 24 mm-hmm. to help them to um, gain skills for employment so yes i do a lot of work on that i do mentoring with east london university where um, um, they pass me students for me to help with mentoring. I'm also open if anybody wants to get in touch with me. I want to have a conversation. Then I'm always open. I love to share my experience and to uh, share my knowledge with young people, just to empower them to make them see that they can, they can, they can achieve whatever they want to achieve. So yes, I'm I'm I'm, I'm quite online. I'm not very loud online, but I'm there.
0: <laughs> so He's yeah. very much there. You like picture me are like, oh, you're still so <laughs> there, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh well, thank you yeah. so so much. oh, thank you. Time, too. and um, I'll put everything yeah. in the description anyway. So, um, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely carry on this conversation as we do always.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you very much, Equia. You're doing a fantastic job. We're so proud of you for what you're doing, and we'll say that keep it up, keep keep doing this. Uh, you, you you don't know how much this is impacting other people and sometimes you produce materials like this you might not see it having its effect in the in the in the short term but in the long term you'd suddenly see people just really gathering around it and making all sort of noise that you're thinking but this was done two three years ago but that's how the media is and I think it's good what you're doing these are what I call wholesome information that you're putting out there it will stand the test of time it doesn't change because the circumstances that we're facing now our circumstances that we've been through for yeah. generations and generations that we know young people are constantly going to be asking questions like this so well done on that and we wish you all the best and as always we're here to support you as much as you <laughs> we you. can so keep us posted with all your, your good work yeah
0: thank you for pushing yeah. me always even though i wanted to give up oh god thank <laughs> you thank
1: you so much everybody. i know i know i know we we, we, we I, I i i'd always known that you had that spark and you only needed for it to be ignited, and yeah, and and now I've, I've even lost trail. You you you've you've gone. You're short of like a rocket now. <laughs> well done. Thank
0: you so
1: much. Yeah, Thank you. Great. Yeah.
0: Right. Then, new right state yeah. As well.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Bless you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Take
0: yeah. care. All
1: right. Okay. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>